G'day and Kaya and welcome to the Australians Teach English podcast, the podcast by language learners with language learners for language learners. My name is Glenn and I'm the owner and director of the Australians Teach English Institute. And last year in 2022, I spent a lot of my time in hospital. I spent nearly six weeks in intensive care and for most of that time or almost all of that time and a little bit after it, I was not allowed to drink any water, drink anything actually. And I was drier than a dead dingo's donger. And help me talk about this and the related pronunciation of this expression is Ariana. Welcome to the show again, Ariana. Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm much better than during that time. That's for sure. Well, that's for sure. What 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 is what is news with you, Ariana? Um, I don't have any news. <laughs> no news. No news. Nothing happening with the no, nothing happening with your cats. Well, my cat's better, luckily, um, but nothing else. I just have to give it some medication and special food and. That kind of stuff. Is she drinking again? Yeah, yeah, she's drinking and eating, so it's okay. But when she wasn't drinking, how do you think she felt? <laughs> Drier than a dead dingo's dunga. <laughs> <laughs> Ex exactly right. I think she probably felt drier than a dead dingo's dunga as well. And so, in in this little Australian ex, well, it's very classic Australian expression. What do you what do you think we mean when we say drier than a dead dingo's dunga? Mm, something really dry. <laughs> I don't know. So it's really, 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 really dry. Mm. And when might you feel really, 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 really dry? Maybe in the center of Australia. <laughs> yeah, often, especially at this time of year in the middle of summer, you might feel. Thirsty? You might feel thirsty. And just a little bit thirsty? No. A lot. Really, yeah, really, 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 really thirsty. And so yeah, this is an expression that came came to my mind for for two reasons. In in a hospital when before I was allowed to drink again, all I could think of was was drinking. My mouth was so, so dry. I was so, so, so thirsty unbelievably thirsty as you can imagine when you're not allowed to drink anything for for six or seven weeks i was definitely drier than a dead dingo's dunga and i to make to make things worse i was having fevers of 41 degrees in regularly almost every day in icu as well so this made it 10 10 times as as worse but the other interesting thing about this expression it includes lots of plosives. And in my time in intensive care and for a little bit afterwards, I was I was on a on a ventilator to to help me breathe. My lungs had filled with fluid and and so on. So I had to have assistance with, with my breathing. And so they put the they put the tube in below your vocal cords. Hmm. And so what this does is it means that you do not have any air flowing over your vocal cords. 
So, knowing this, Ariana, do you think I could speak? No. No. Well, the answer is basically no. With a but. Okay. What? Which is the but? The but is these plosives. These sounds called plosives. Why is that a but? What are plosives? So, plosives are pitiga, bitiga sounds. What? P-t-k-b-d-g sounds. Hmm. So when you are saying this, and even the people at home listening to this, they might be practicing the p-t-k-b-d-g sounds. And you might notice something interesting with these sounds. Mm, that you don't need your vocal cords? Exactly right. You don't need your vocal cords to make these sounds. How do you make these sounds? I don't know, with your mouth or with your tongue, I guess. Well, you make them with your lips and you make them with your tongue. Oh, uh, yeah. And so this expression, drier than a dead dingo's donger, has a lot of what sounds in it? Pl- oh, uh, I don't know. It has these plosive sounds in it. <laughs> <laughs> it has the b and the d and the g sounds. Or sorry, mainly the d and the g sounds. So, yeah. yep. It's and so when I, yeah, so when I was in intensive care, I wasn't able to speak clearly. Because <laughs> some of the doctors would come around and would try and have conversations with me and they found it very amusing. Because they would come and talk to me and I would answer back. And they would say, oh, you're not supposed to be talking. (laughs) Well, you weren't, but. (laughs) That's right. I wasn't, but. They were like, how are you doing that? (laughs) And I was, I was, well, I couldn't explain it very well, that I sort of was able to make particular sounds so I could say particular, particular words. And it was certainly easier than clicking my fingers when I needed something or I wanted something, which was horrible experience to have, not being able to actually ask for what you wanted or, or something that you needed or, or, a, or a question that you wanted answered. It was a horrible experience. But anyway, I was able to, yeah, I was able to to speak somewhat with some of the doctors and especially the ones that were better at lip reading and unfortunately in intensive care they actually do have to get pretty skilled with with lip reading Hmm. so my other my other thought that came to mind was well how can we communicate with a limited range of sounds Mm, i don't know i think of it like very difficult but just but i've never been in that situation i don't think many many people have and i hopefully hopefully none of our listeners have or never none of our listeners are ever ever going to have that that experience because it's not it's not nice 
But how do you think we can communicate with limited sounds? Um, I don't know. When I was thirsty, what would, what do you think was the most common thing that I asked for? Water. So without being able to say water, what do you think I did? Signs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. So how can we communicate without making sounds? With signs. That will be, yeah. Exactly right. And so when you're in this position where you can't talk, you actually realize how much communication is nonverbal hmm. and, and how much you learn to appreciate different communication styles, with, especially with the nurses and the, and the doctors. And, and some of the nurses would actually spend time with you and actually try and understand what it was that you were trying to say. And how did you think, how do you think that made me feel compared to some of the other nurses that didn't actually spend the time doing that? Well, you had like some contention or well, make you feel like more welcomed. Absolutely. Even though, even though they couldn't hear me, I felt like someone was actually trying to listen to me. Yeah. So when we go to another country and we're not speaking very well, what can we do? What can we learn from this? To do weird sounds with your mouth and tongue? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think that's the point that I'm trying to make here. No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that you can communicate by signs. So a lot of our communication is nonverbal. Yeah. So how, how do you how do you think you could actually communicate someone with someone who is not being very clear? Yeah, by science. I think that I've done science. that. Yeah. With me, with me when I'm speaking Spanish? No. You speak Spanish really well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And so, yes, we can use hands. So in, in places like Argentina, we're very, very expressive with our hand signals. I, I used, people used to joke with me. I would say I was, I was learning sign language in Argentina. And some people <laughs> would say, isn't, isn't that just, isn't that just Argentinian Spanish anyway? Because people are very, because <laughs> people are very active with their hands. But yeah, there are, but there are, but there are, but there are, there are things that are actually really universal with, um, um, with sign language, so almost universal. Like, for example, you can't see it here, but I'm I'm putting my thumbs up. So, yeah. what would that mean? Good, Anya. It would mean good, exactly. <laughs> Anya, good Anya, exactly right. I mean, there are there are funny ones in Argentina, you know, like this one with the shaking of the of the hand. Yeah. That's really characteristic. It's probably very Italian as well. Yeah, and there aren't any, there aren't there aren't really any words for that, are there? Mm, no, not exact no. word. No, it, you're expressing more of a sentiment or a feeling, aren't you? 
yeah it's like yeah. what are you saying or what's happening to you or <laughs> okay what's going on yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy what? yeah exactly what Exa exactly and until you and until you can't actually speak you don't realize how much of this sort of you know silent language that we actually that we actually use and so i was reasonably surprised how well i could communicate if if the person was actually willing to to spend time trying to figure out what it was that i was trying to say mm. so so yeah so coming back to this drier than a dead dingo's dogger and these sounds are there any any expressions or sounds that you think might be difficult in Spanish for learners? Um, the R, I think it's really difficult for. But that's not a plosive, though, is it? Yeah, it's not. I don't think if I get really well the concept of plosive. So there are six main plosive sounds. P, T, K, B, D, G. Okay. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. One. One that is really difficult for English speakers to then learn in in Spanish is the word "todo." Yeah. Why do you think that is difficult? Well, because he has an R. <laughs> uh, no, "todo." I'm. <laughs> I'm not saying "todo." I'm not saying the ball. Oh, todo, like oh, yeah, okay, exactly. And then the, you didn't hear; I didn't pronounce it correctly, did I? No, I thought. Why you, is oh, that? Well, I thought you were mispronouncing the the R. Yeah, and I still can't pronounce it correctly, even after like however many years of. <laughs> yeah, it's really learning. difficult. It's it's it is. understandable. It's really difficult. Yeah, and so, what do you think is the particular difference? with these sounds for people to make regardless of whether it's in english or in spanish uh, i think that rt it's like more pronunciated or something i don't know so they have very very slight differences because these are all all of these are plosives so they all use the tongue and the lips to make to create the sound there is no com there is no combination with the nose or no combination with the vocal cords either. And so this is the largest group of what we call consonant sounds. So they actually have the smallest amount of difference between them when it comes to mouth, tongue, and lip position. So the smallest difference in your tongue and your lip position will change the sound and it will make it sound like something else. For example, we can think of words like ban or dan or can. These, if you say them very quickly, are gonna become jumbled up. Ban, can, dan. What? Jumbled up. Tan. If you say pan, tan, can, ban, dan, gan, 
they will that's very very difficult to get your mouth into the correct position for all of these sounds because we have to be very accurate with these sounds hmm. okay and so then when it comes to us learning spanish and we have a word like toro either we go toro we change the sound completely or we then sound like a complete gringo and we say todo <laughs> yeah you hear that you hear that all the time right yeah. yeah yeah so how do you think we can practice this to make this better i don't know i think you are the expert here i wouldn't recommend going to intensive care and going in a ventilator that's for sure no stop recommending going to intensive care <laughs> <laughs> But we can actually just in our mind actually listen to these sounds and repeat the different words and try and notice what is actually happening with our tongue position and our mouth position with all of these sounds. Hmm. And and we can do this with, with all of this. And especially when it came to Toto. And I remember a, a situation where I was really trying to get this correct And I was walking past a, a bus stop in Buenos Aires going toro, toros, all of this sort of stuff. And I was saying it out loud and it was dark. And so I didn't think, I think I thought I was on my own. And I walked past this bus stop and there's all these people staring at me. Mm. <laughs> Thinking that I'm, a, that I'm a crazy man practicing my pronunciation. But, <laughs> but but it is it is something that we can actually we can actually do so particularly with these sounds and then looking at different expressions like drier than a dead dingo's donger and actually trying to deconstruct the sounds looking at the individual sounds of these words and practicing them so coming back to this expression is there something similar that you can think of uh yeah um But I don't know if it is really polite to say. Oh, so this this expression is not a polite one either. Don't worry about that. <laughs> well, uh, seco como culo de vieja, maybe one. Try then you, your old man's ass or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Any, um, anything else? That was the first one that came up to my mind. Um, what else? What else? Nothing else. Mm, no, I can find out anyone. <laughs> so, so a dingo. What is it? What is a dingo, Ariana? It's kind of dog. An Australian kind of dog. dog. It is. And what is a dingo famous for in Australia? Ah, what is the dingo most famous for in Australia, Ariana? Oh, I don't know. Dying? No. Stealing, <laughs> stealing, stealing babies. Jeez. Wow. Really? Jeez. Yep. Yep. The Chamberlain case. I need to teach you some more Australian history, don't I? 
about the Chamberlains. And anyway, you yeah. everyone have probably heard from friends, maybe a dingo ate your baby. And that's where it comes from. And so anyway, no, dingoes don't walk around stealing people's babies, but they are infamous for this, unfortunately. So wow. if you guys out there in listener land have a similar expression to this, or you are curious about any of the things that I've said or spoken about in today's episode, then give us a call. You can find us at Instagram and Facebook and all the usual places. So from us here, it's definitely time to get a drink. I'm thirsty after all this. I'm drier than a dead dingo's donger. <laughs> from us here at the Australian's Teach English podcast, the podcast by language learners, with language learners, for language learners, it's us saying Goodbye. Goodbye. For more information about the Australians Teach English Institute, go to australiansteachenglish.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube at Australians Teach English.